Hello, it's Bronwyn Logan here again from Reiki Women Podcasts, and I'm also here with my wonderful colleagues and um, fellow podcastees, Michaela Daystar and Carrie Varela. So welcome, friends. Great. So today, what we thought we'd chat about is gratitude. So one of the Reiki precepts. So we thought we'd bring it up and we're just going to have a chat about gratitude and possibly bring it into some other realms than what we might normally think of and uh, hopefully inspire you guys to think about uh, gratitude as well. So um, look, just to begin with, I've got a question and um, Michaela, I'm going to pick on you first, right? But Carrie, feel free to just bully your way in there. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you would ever do that. So what is it that helps you feel a sense of belonging within a Reiki community? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, when we're thinking about gratitude and what are the aspects of a Reiki practice that um, really center on gratitude, the presence of community was definitely one of the ones that felt really true. And I've been a member of a variety of, of Reiki communities uh, beginning with the community cultivated by my first teacher and uh, some that I've cultivated myself, others that have been kind of spontaneously have arisen from colleagueship and, and practice. Um, and I would say that in all of those, you know, there are different things that helps me feel like I belonged, but there were some things that were common. And I would say that I mean, it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, that certainly one of those things was a, a shared dedication to the practice uh, of Reiki. And, um, and specifically, I think for the, the places that I've felt the most at home and the most like I could really express myself and I could really dive into the things that were interesting to me, it wasn't so much around um, everybody kind of practicing in the same way or thinking in the same way but everyone being truly dedicated to the practice. And that hasn't been true in all of the spaces that I've been in. There's been spaces where Reiki is, you know, part of kind of a, a variety of things that people do and, you know, maybe not the most important one, like not perhaps their central focus, or maybe they did Reiki and, and perhaps just didn't connect with it particularly well. And so it's like, yeah, it's something that they do, but it's, yeah. it's not really something that's that is really motivating that sense of connection. And so that's been true in the places where I've most belonged is I feel like I can just really just geek out on it, right? Like just be as big of a Reiki nerd as I want to be right, in those spaces. Um, and from that, there's this just energy that gets generated and, and learning that gets generated um, that allows for some really transformative things to happen. Yeah, uh, I think I'll, I'll start with that shared passion and commitment to the practice. Yeah, I, just uh, about community. I know that, um, I think of, you know, I, if I think about the different changes in my life and how, you know, community has been always incredibly important. And uh I was just thinking about like having a new family, you know, when you have a child and that thing of that's when I really noticed how much I needed community. I think up until that point, I didn't really um, appreciate it as much. And I took family as being, you know, my 
extended family, of which I don't have a great deal, but, you know, I took that as being, I guess, community and, of course, um, friends. But, you know, every time that there's been a change in, well, in my life at least, then often that community's changed. So that, you know, it's hard to find this consistent thing. And I can see, uh, for example, I, I, I really understood when I had a child, people's attraction to the church, for example, um, for, for community. And um, then, uh, you know, when, when I had a young family, then starting um, at the same time as, uh, as I was pregnant, you know, I was just starting um, uh, the Reiki business with my husband. And um, so, you know, we were building a community within that at the same time, which became the Reiki community around that became the community you know and it was beautiful bringing up a child within that community and you know we uh we well we we you know we've done things like that we had lots of practice groups and you know we have lots of had had lots of consistent retreats that we would do and you know bringing your child into that and everybody I love that everyone is so beautiful towards children you know that that is something in humanity the way that we are so wonderful with children and it's sort of this natural thing to love and care for kids and and that that's especially uh in in community you know where where you know you can let your kid run around and and everyone is going to look after that child and that child knows that sense of safety and peace and and love and uh, that's such a beautiful thing and um yeah for me that's uh that's that's what the reiki community has i mean there's been lots of things but that that certainly gave that to me for my family for my child yeah that's so beautiful yeah. i feel like um you know what helps me feel a sense of belonging within the Reiki community. It's, it's kind of like um, a little bit of a double edge for me because I think um, in some senses, I found really beautiful, deep connection with other people who practice Reiki. And um, there's something that comes from that connection of just knowing the process of Reiki, the experience of Reiki, maybe some of the transformative experiences that we shared um, that it, it landed towards a deeper friendship um, then really I feel like I can have with some, maybe somebody who doesn't practice Reiki or, um, you know, doesn't feel that same pull, um, or attraction to an invisible energy. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, you know, and, you know, of course, Reiki has been my friend, uh, throughout all of my, uh, really since the moment I found it, but, um, yeah, I think it's just been really wonderful at one point to like, you know, really connect with like-minded individuals. Um, and I also would say that I think part and parcel of my struggle as a Reiki practitioner is that it has been very lonely and isolating at times, um, just in the sense that I'm working for myself. And so it's not like I can go to, you know, a workplace and, you know, have some work colleagues or whatever, or go to happy hour after work. Like the work I do is so interpersonal. And then I think also sometimes, um, it's hard to blur the line with the relationships that I have with my clients and sometimes my students because I do feel like a deep connection to them or some of them might be my friends and then you know wanted to do Reiki too or uh, did a training with me as well and then so then there was just this is kind of like 
um, sticky boundary <laughs> about are you my friend or you're my client or like certain situations where I'd have to like take on uh, take off a hat and put on another one um, and um, so kind of navigating that has always been a little bit of a difficulty for me and um, and ultimately what I found is that I didn't feel a big sense of belonging or connection to a bigger Reiki community. Um, and so it inspired me to create my own. And, um, <clears throat> and, and some of the things that I didn't feel very represented is that uh, within the Reiki community is just like, um, well, I think I could pre precursor it that we, you know, we all made really a pact here to like not necessarily talk about lineage as like, you know, the thing that we just sit here and talk about for hours on end and, and we could maybe go into that and it'd be a little bit of a popularity contest, right? Of like, oh, this lineage or that lineage. And, um, and actually that's a lot of conversation that it tends to happen when you get Reiki people together. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's talk about this lineage or that lineage of preferences here or there. And um, that's, that, that to me is what sometimes happens. And I think that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, nevertheless, you know, like the way I connect to Reiki is very much through nature. It's through um, uh, meditation, of course, but I, I kind of lost the taste for connecting to Reiki as like um, angelic guidance. And so I feel like that that's very, very much represented in mainstream Reiki communities. Um, and uh, there's a different way of being with Reiki. And, and I felt like ultimately, like, like I was kind of striving to find more sense of belonging within Reiki, different Reiki communities. And luckily I think I have found that. And I think we're creating a great community too um, here with uh, our podcast, Reiki Women. But ultimately I found that um, my desire for a deeper and different type of community, I think that there's lots of different communities and there can be more space for communities within Reiki. Um, but that I didn't see myself really represented in a lot of the Reiki communities. And so it just, it was kind of a painful process ultimately <laughs> also because uh, it felt very lonely, but it, what spurred inside of me is that if, if I don't see myself represented in a Reiki community, then I need to make something that represents what I, how I connect to Reiki, because there's probably a lot of other people who feel as disenfranchised as I do. And so that's, that's, those are one of the things that really inspired me to create um, my practice and rebrand my practice really ultimately as the Reiki Healing Society. So Carrie, there's a couple of things in there. I mean, there was, I mean, there was a lot of richness in what you just shared, but a couple of things that really jumped out, you know, first really acknowledging that sense of loneliness and isolation that can happen when we're working, first of all, as a solopreneur, and then possibly you know, coming into a practice that there either isn't an existing community or the existing community isn't really values aligned as you were speaking, um, that that values alignment is so important for that sense of belonging. And when we don't have it and we're trying to participate in community, like with all of our authenticity and so is everybody else, but there's just not that alignment about what, you know, really motivates us. It can be really painful and isolating. So I just want to really acknowledge that. Um, and the other piece that came to my mind was the, the juxtaposition between like belonging and then like loss of belonging and the grief that can come with that. And the way in which just for today, I am grateful can be such an important thing to work with in those instances. So, 
you know, there's been times when I've spent years inside of a particular community, um, one, a Reiki community, and then another um, spiritual community I've been a part of. And for just circumstances, various circumstances, not like horrible things happening, but just, you know, misalignments or things shifting or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, choosing to leave those communities. And even when that's the right thing, like there's this grief, right? There's this loss that happens when we've committed ourselves to a group of people that we love, and then it's it's time to leave. And for me, in those instances, um, you know, so much loneliness and so many like old stories about not belonging and not being, you know, being a part of things really just rushed back in. And working with the precept of just for today, I'm grateful, has been a really um, important medicine for me in that, and just really sinking back into, you know, gratitude, which is so much about the present moment, right? It's so much about acceptance of what is so right now, not what used to be, not what might be in the future, but what is so right now is, you know, what just for today, I'm grateful means for me. And as somebody who suffers from depression and who's like gone through a lot of loss lately, like being able to just rest back in to like, I am grateful for what is so right now, right? It's such a powerful redirection of my focus from the things that I've lost, from the things that I wish were true that are not true. Um, and just into that, that resting place of like, what is, what is true right now, even with all of the hard parts, like is what I'm grateful for. Um, and that just, I don't know, I just really felt that when you were talking about that sense of loneliness or those sense of misalignments with values, like those things are painful, especially when we've invested or especially when we're really lacking a community. And then there's just this miss that happens. Um, so yeah, those things are really real yeah. and powerful. And, yeah. it, it, to me, it's very much, um, it's interesting that you both speak like that. When, when you first started speaking, Michaela, I, yeah, my first, thoughts were about exactly what you were just talking about about the creating and the loss of community and um, I guess they're like the the double side of uh, the coin you know mm-hmm. and and that's why it is about acceptance and and um, you know these things that we expect I, I, I was speaking earlier about um, having a child I know when I had a child it was like oh I should, you know, I, I had this expectation. I should be in some sort of community, you know, I should be in, but we'd moved to a new country, more or less, you know, it was my country, but I hadn't lived in this area. And, you know, so everything was new and it's like, well, how do you create community? And then, you know, we create a community. We sort of did what Carrie was talking about, you know, creating your own community and um, possibly, you know, we all feel like that, but we all take part in those communities in different ways and we all have different roles within those communities. And I think for me, I very much within that community took the role of um, mother and carer. And, um, and then when my child sort of got to a certain point and I got divorced, then I lost a lot of that. So that when you were initially talking about that, that sense of loss, you know, and then it's like, so then I, I, I lost that. And then it's like, okay, so where do I sit then with that? And, you know, I think it takes a long time to, communities don't just happen. So that that whole thing of, of spending time thinking of, 
about where you're at and um, as you know sitting in that in that moment and um, definitely the precepts being a part of all of that and I always say that the precepts can answer any questions that you have you know that those deeper questions that the answers are there and uh, but it doesn't mean that things like our expectations or our desires are um how would you say that are fulfilled yeah? yeah and we all go through those moments of of the feeling of having and have not I guess yeah and, it, and it's such a risk you know it's such a risk to love to connect to build something to create something um it's always a risk and you know as a person who's you know, very introverted and like has a kind of personal emotional history around like loss and abandonment. Like it's so easy to just not take that risk. It's so easy to say, I am better off by myself. Like I am better off hunkering down and doing this myself and trying to fill my needs by myself or keeping a real small, tight group of people, you know, maybe one person. Um, and it, it's like, while I know I'll always need more alone time and that that's okay, like that unwillingness to risk connection is not healthy. Like that's not Reiki. That's not living true to my way and my being. And so there's this kind of continuous dance that I do with myself around like convincing myself to take that risk. And it's always worth it, right? Even when it's painful and even when things don't work out over, you know, maybe as long of a period of time as I would like, um, I mean, that old adage that it's better to have loved than lost than never to have loved at all. Like I, I've come to believe that I used to be like, whatever, but I, I actually do believe that. And, you know, and again, as you say, the precepts gives us all the answers. Like it gives us the pathway through the risk and the, and the scariness of taking that risk. And it, and it gives us the guidance through the grief when it, when it ends. Um, yeah, just uh, there was also attached to some of the things that we were going to talk about today that I think where this comes in, and that's fear. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about, you know, that fear of being frozen and unable to, to move into that, to that what for some reason appears to be a scary space. Mm. They're so interconnected, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I feel very fortunate to have had such enriching communities in my life, especially not just through Reiki, but also through yoga. And um, like one of my yoga teachers, Ian Finn, he is like the maestro at community. I mean, I've, I've just really never met anybody who has a better gift for like community and cultivating in, uh, community. And so um a lot of my closest friends, you know, or people I've met on my path, like whether it be through a Reiki training or a yoga teacher training, um, those people, I feel like just this really deep sense of connection um, to and friendship. And so that like, uh, it's not necessarily something we go and get coffee every, once a week or anything like that. But I think through like social media and different channels they do really feel connected to you know all that's all the good and bad things that are happening in their life um and i value that so much um and i think um a sense of belonging sometimes i think it's important to remember that 
we don't necessarily need shared values or shared point of view in order to have community and 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 um, the community that I want to create more of is one where we just have a greater sense of um, like like an okayness with diversity, you know, and or maybe more safe space for diversity, um, knowing that you know some people who might not feel very comfortable in a community space we'd have to like you know intentionally draw them out and into um conversation um because those are probably the people that need that that connection even more than i do and um i think some other markers of community that are really important to me is like a willingness to you know not always be led by one individual um but like letting other people take the lead and like highlighting others in in the community who are doing wonderful things um and so i think sometimes that's not really laid out as as some of the you know parameters for being in community but i think that they're so important um and i've seen the other way around where especially in yoga spaces sometimes there's this idea of like a, a cult of personality where one person is just so big and such a, a great light that everybody attracts to them and everyone wants to be connected to them and that's all that that community is about and then and we lose the disconnect from each other and it feels more like a popularity contest so well, shared leadership like you know, is what you're talking about and that's like that's a value right like valuing shared leadership and there being space for many voices yeah yeah and, and I don't know about us, by the way, may I just say that? I'll give a little thank you gratitude here. Um, and we're all totally unique, different women. And, um, you know, I, will, I don't know you that well. And I don't think, you know, you don't know me that well. And I think that we just, you know, going into this project was, is, is a bit of a leap. And uh, it, I am thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying just listening to you. Like Michaela saying she was an introvert. Um, I was like, oh, are you really? Because I didn't realize that. And, um, <laughs> and um, you know, and I love that Carrie always sits back and thinks and, you know, she's the sort of the, and then, and then she comes forward and says her piece so beautifully, you know, and it's so, it's, it is, Wonderful. Um, I really appreciate the different things that you bring to to every discussion. And, um, you know, I'm I my thoughts are, you know, I just I, I enjoyed learning from you, you know, and because I know you both are, have really unique ways of, of being you and, and the way that you see the world. So I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, similarly, I love that we just kind of naturally took on a shared leadership model uh, without even really having to talk about it too much. Yeah. Um, and Carrie, some of the things that you were saying about the people who've you know come into your life and the way that that they've been in your life and community reminded me of some of the other um, questions that we had been working with around gratitude, um, in particular, the, the forms of support that we've received inside of community that have been the most meaningful. Um, and then similarly, what forms of support might we you know, hope for, want for, ask for moving forward. So I'm wondering if uh, either of you have any thoughts on that of, you know, just what forms of support have been the most meaningful inside of community? Well, um, I, just going back one topic, I am also just so grateful for each of you. 
we could all just have a little great gratitude <laughs> for our end. Um, and what I, was, I think was so cool when um, I think we sparked this conversation, Bronwyn and I were doing Reiki training together. And um, I just, I may have said something a little bit about the, the same things that I've been saying in community. And she just really took those comments and was like, well, let's, let's change things. And let's, let's make, um, you know, a, a different forum for community, because I think there's so much um, that so many people want to tell their stories of what brought them to Reiki and why it's been so meaningful for them and meaningful for them enough to like change their career path or, you know, embark on a really deep spiritual journey with an invisible energy, you know, again, like, but we have this really profound, deep interconnection to it. And um, anyway, so I'm just super grateful for each of you and all of the contribution that we share. And I think um, our conversations are really hopefully like nurturing not only each other, but this larger audience that I know are tuning in. And so very grateful for you, our audience who are tuning in and would love to hear your voices more on our podcast as well. Yeah. Um, but when I think about the things that have been most supportive and meaningful to me is, um, you know, and I think it might relate back to a, a wound for me, but, um, there is something about a teacher or somebody, you know, that you place in a place of authority who sees you mm -hmm. and like just has that capacity to see you, acknowledge you, notice you in the room and um, can draw out like some of the best things that you had to con contribute. And um, so that to me is very meaningful. Uh, it's meaningful for me when I've been in the place of being a student and people have pointed that out or like I felt seen in a community space. And then also when I've had the opportunity to teach, it's so important for me to try to connect to everybody in the room in a way that they feel seen and heard. And um, that's just to me, like, I think there's nothing worse than just being in a room around a bunch of people and feeling even then alone because you're just kind of a wallflower um, or maybe you don't feel comfortable being seen. And um, so that's, that's one thing, it's kind of a, a obscure thing, but um, something that I always really tried to cultivate. And, and I think in terms of a, a contribution of a practice is what I, I would long to see a little bit more of is a less hierarchy within um, community spaces, especially within Reiki spaces, because I feel like sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal. Oh, I'm the Reiki master, or, you know, I'm the Reiki teacher. And so like, in, and maybe we don't mean to do it or it's subconscious, but we, we are playing an ego game, hmm. you know, with each other. And what I really long for in community spaces, just coming together as equals. And yes, we might be separated by our different experiences or depth of experiences or length of time studying something, but that like we can come together and like just be on the same level as and, and share a humanness with each other. Um, and so that's something that really is like the drive for me of what I want to create within community. Yeah, I'm just thinking. So what has been supportive? You know, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess... What I feel like saying is the precepts, which is a little bit corny, that's all. Um, Why we're here, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it is that going, 
inside the self, you know, and looking for that inner strength. And from, I know we're talking about community, but possibly I'm not great at community. I have no idea. What I'm thinking is that for myself, it's very much about having to go inside to find the strength to give me the support to, to be there, to face the world, you know? And uh, so, you know, we keep saying it, but I'm forever grateful for those precepts, just for the, the, the simplicity of that and the knowledge that everything is okay. I guess when I, the support of knowing that there is more to this world than the things that possibly I've been told by society, that's been really supportive for me. Um, actually experiencing um, Reiki in, it, in, in, in a myriad of ways. I mean, we could say through treatments, you know, I mean, every time I do a treatment and um, that sense of, of being in that space with someone else and, um, you know, that sharing of that, I mean, is just mind blowing, I find. And I think that will be forever mind blowing. And it's, um, you know, or, when I'm practicing meditation, that that sense of total interconnectedness that I forget in my life and then bringing that back and bringing that back and bringing that back. So those are the things for me that I, I think really are the support. And, you know, I feel grateful for any connections that I can make in this world with people around me and that I can foster and build upon and I, I loved what you said Carrie you know no, no matter who we are that that thing of having the depth and um, we all have different experiences but we all are humans in this together and I think that's a more feminine approach towards uh, just community maybe. in general I think sometimes ah uh, yeah I just got an email I have to say I got an email the other day um, that that someone who I didn't know, and but someone who picked me out as a Reiki person sent some sort of email saying that um, our leader, and it had some guy's name behind it, um, you know, wants us to do blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I swore. <laughs> I, uh, which I'm not going to do here in case I was, should I? I don't know, I won't. And, uh, and I was like, our leader? That's not my leader, what the hell? You know, like... It's crazy, you know, women putting ourselves once again in that position of like needing a male leader. I don't need that. Yeah. And um, I'm quite happy to hold hands, but not, I don't need that, that leader. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Just for the record, I'm perfectly fine with swearing on this podcast. Oh, no. good. You might, you might need to keep it family friendly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure the babies aren't listening. <laughs> So Michaela, tell us about what's been supportive in, in your life for you, especially as a Reiki practitioner and a woman. Yeah, I mean, there's so many directions that I could go with that. What came up when I was listening to the two of you is the opportunities to be invited in. And that came really strongly, I think, um, as I was listening to you. And I know, you know that one of the ways in which women get put into those boxes that we were talking about before and kind of constrained is in the, the belief that we can't 
um, take initiative to, you know, put ourselves forward as an expert or as somebody who can accomplish something or, you know, as one who should, um, you know, be listened to. And so as a result, you know, one of the most beautiful experiences can be when we're invited. And so, you know, this podcast is a really beautiful example. The two of you invited me to, to do this with you. And as much as I had already wanted to collaborate with you on something, Bronwyn and Carrie and I had already been having conversations about collaboration, um, like that explicit invitation was just like immediate, yes, this is going to happen. Um, and so when that has happened in community spaces, you know, that that is a form of support that I've always really appreciated. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to end today, I think, actually. Thank you so much to the two of you for sharing your deep little thoughts on all of that and um, and being vulnerable, um, talking about loss and gain. And uh, yes, and thank you for the support that um, you offer each other and, um, and me. All the people out there, I hope you're feeling supported and you're welcome to join us in any of these conversations. Let us know if you would like to also uh, share some of your thoughts and we can do little interviews with you on some snapshots. Um, so thank you for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you again at our next podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks, thank guys. You. Mwah. Thank <laughs> you.